It's time for another episode of Extended Life and Health. This is part two. I decided to do a part two because there is tons of other things that go into extending your life and health other than the last episode you may have heard or may have not heard, but the last one covered what you can physically do to extend your life. Procedures, exercise, different things. That are physically within your capability. It costs nothing but effort, basically. Um, Heat and cold therapies, things like that. So, now we're going to talk about something that lots of people are interested in as well. Drugs and supplements. There are lots of things that I can mention here that will extend your life. But the main things... In Dr. David Sinclair's research, which is the most important to me because he is the leading expert in the world on extending life, I defer to him and his research. I've went through what he is talking about, what he personally uses in his protocol daily with drugs and supplements, and I'm passing it along to you, along with not only what he does, but how it works. What are its effects? What is it actually doing biologically to extend your life? Some of it's a little thick with the science and nerdiness. Um, I'll try and keep it simplified for the people in lay terms that don't want to understand the nerdiness of all of it. But I will also elaborate on some of the terms. So if you want to look it up or some of you are more educated with biological terminology and um, the different cofactors within our body, how things work biologically. If you understand all that junk, then you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But I like to break it down for lay people. So the main thing is that the basic average Joe can take away from this supplements and drugs that they can use to help increase their lifespan and their health right now and make it easy and simple to understand. So that's what I'm going to do for you today. So let's jump into it and break all this wonderful life-extending information down right now. First and foremost, all of you out there do know I am not a doctor. So always check with your doctor or some form of a doctor that is has some kind of understanding of supplementation or the drugs I'm mentioning in this program, just just talk to them. Just get a little approval. Get some kind of a medical... Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Overview. From somebody that has the intelligence and everything to kind of go over the scope of the information I'm talking about before you implement it yourself. Unless... You are willing to self-experiment. Then you are signing your own waiver. You are doing this at your own risk, which is what I do, okay? So it's okay, but you may go, 
you know, Jay laid out some really cool information in this. I know he's got it from David Sinclair, but I'm going to double check it. Do your own research. Look on the internet. Research each supplement. Research how much your dosage should be. These kind of things can lead you to have better knowledge, understanding of what you're doing of each protocol, why you're doing it, and verify the studies or whatever it is that show that there is truth behind what I'm speaking. Otherwise, you're just simply going off a random podcast from keeping it real to guide your future, and that's fine. I've done the research. I've looked into the greatest person you can possibly dive into all their information on extending your life and health, and I'm bringing it to you. So if you trust that enough to self-experiment, great, but I'm just warning you. Any responsible person would say, check with a doctor before you do it, okay? That's it. That's kind of like my little get-out-of-jail-free card is I told you. I always do that at the end. If you ever make it to the end of the episode, you'll know that I say, do not do any of this stuff without checking with a doctor first or without understanding that I am not the foremost expert. I research stuff and translate and pass along the information for you to decipher and do what you wish with. That's all. So there's my get out of jail free card. Done that. Let's move on to the shit that matters. Extending your life and health with drugs and supplements. All these things we're going to mention affect certain things in your genome called sirtuins, the AMPK pathway, or mTOR. Sirtuins, AMPK, or mTOR. One of these systems is affected or multiple parts of these systems are affected by each one of these supplements or drugs, which is what allows them to enhance or increase your longevity or health. So if you're a nerd and you want to look that up, great. If not, don't worry about it. But that way you do know at least. These are the different survival pathways that drugs and supplements have effect on. All right. Let's get into the first supplement. This is not a drug. This is a supplement, NAD. Nicotinamide anodinucleotide, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but everybody knows it as NAD. NAD. Why is it important? If you don't have it, you are literally dead within 30 seconds. Your body must have it for survival. So it's very freaking important. Okay? Nicotinamide itself is literally just the vitamin B3. Anodinucleotide is a sugar and phosphate phosphate bond. But they are all contain, contained together. The B3, the sugar, the phosphate, all combined together make NAD, a rather large molecule. It's involved in producing energy for all of your biological functions, every organ, every part of your cells, all that stuff, they need it. That's why you die in 30 seconds without it. Your body can't exist without it. Okay? With the exception of ATP, which is actually the energy molecule itself that your body makes, 
which it makes from NAD. NAD is the most abundant molecule in the body. Only ATP is more abundant. So, let's move on from there. It also helps activate the sirtuins, which I told you just earlier, for the nerds out there, if you want to know genetically what it's involved in doing, they're defensive enzymes needed to neutralize harmful processes in your body. Okay? As we age, we make less of this molecule NAD, and our body actually destroys more. That's pretty stupid of our body to do that when we need it. So you can't necessarily stop this process unless you engage in an intervention to bring up your NAD levels. Okay? With decreased NAD levels, it leads to an advance in aging and leads you to become more prone to all diseases. Exercise and forms of fasting have proven to raise your NAD levels. So that's good. Keep that in mind because those are natural ways you can do it. But what else raises the level of this absolutely imperative molecule in your body? Nicotinamide riboside. There's another one called NMN. NMN, which I do not know what NMN is, but I know nicotinamide riboside is the one all the studies have confirmed life extension on. So that's the main one I'll concentrate on. NMN also is supposedly anecdotally showing life extension properties by increasing NAD. But let's talk about nicotinamide riboside. It's well established as a supplement to raise your NAD levels. It's been available since 2014. There are little to no side effects from this. It's a supplement you get and you take somewhere between 250 milligrams, if you're a small person, up to 1,000 milligrams during the morning time. This can effectively increase your NAD levels up to double what they are. Which when you are getting older is super important. And listen, if you live a very hard lifestyle like partying, low sleep, drugs, alcohol, you're just blown and going traveling, NAD is even more important. Even if you're young, you got to replace your NAD because it gets lowered by all these activities. Because you're beating up your body, you're putting it through a lot of stress, especially with the alcohol. So nicotinamide riboside should be very important to you. Okay. All right, the benefits. What does it do? It decreases inflammation throughout the body. <clears throat> I'm talking from head to toe, from your brain to your knees, to your ankles, everything in between, whatever. Some reason NAD decreases inflammation. It increases athleticism. This is aerobic and muscular. Of course, it increases your lifespan because of these reasons. Here's a cool one. It decreases your body fat by oxidation. And in mouse studies, this is something that hasn't been proven in humans. 
it heals damaged organ tissues. But the reason they do studies like this on mice is because biologically, we are so similar to mice. I think the two animals that we're closest to are mice and pigs, biologically with our tissue. So it's very good to do tests on them. So those benefits are freaking awesome. Now, lots of people have looked into doing NAD injections. You may have heard about this. Push injections where they force it in fast or slow drip where it takes hours for you to do it. But there's still no sufficient studies on this. You'll hear lots of anecdotal evidence or people claiming to feel better. Lots of people claiming it assists in drug and alcohol detox. But still, this is all anecdotal evidence. What David Sinclair has said is it's a rather large molecule. So forcing it itself straight as NAD into your bloodstream is very unlikely your body will have a large uptake of it. That's why you take nicotinamide riboside because it is a cofactor that is involved in the chain of making NAD. So it can easily transform over into the molecule. So taking nicotinamide riboside is what you should, should do if you want to increase the NAD. Don't necessarily trust all these people talking about NAD injections because there is no absolute factual proof or studies behind it. There is, like I said, only the anecdotal evidence. All right, let's move on to the next one. Resveratrol. Many people have heard of resveratrol because of wine. Okay, this also does boost your NAD. Not the wine, resveratrol. Resveratrol, sorry. The amount in red wine will never be enough to extend your life or do any major life extension benefits. It would take upwards of a glass of a hundred glasses is what Mr. Sinclair has said. 100 glasses of wine a day would be enough to get you the levels of resveratrol that you need, but that would also kill you, right? So that's not going to work. So all these people that claim red wine is extending their life, well, maybe there's other cofactors. And Sinclair did allude to this when I looked into his research that obviously you're not going to get enough resveratrol, which is the main molecule people talk about in red wine that's going to extend your life. But you also get the um, central nervous system relaxant of alcohol. You get other polyphenols and cofactors and oxidants from red wine that in conjunction, putting them all together could have life extending benefits, but there's also the damage of alcohol. So is there a little bit of a hormetic stressor there from the alcohol by having one or two glasses that's good for you? Not conclusive. So where do you get your resveratrol from? That's going to be what the big deal is. Supplements, obviously. You need it in a collectively refined form that's high dose to where you can get enough end without... So you don't have to drink 100 glasses of wine, right? <laughs> I mean, that sounds fun, but 
you know, the hangover would be hell or you just fucking die. Okay. So 250 milligrams to 2000 milligrams a day is shown in studies to give benefit at a bare minimum. A woman should take 250 milligrams. A man should take 500, but there's been studies of people taking up to 2000 milligrams. There's no negative side effects. Only good. David Sinclair takes a thousand milligrams every morning. It needs to be taken with fat. I'll get into that, but why that is. Okay, so it's been studied for 20 years now. 20 years of research. So it's proven to do something fantastic. Okay, so it is lipophilic. It is absorbed in your body with fats. So just taking the supplement itself doesn't work very well with the acids in the water in your digestive system. So like David Sinclair takes his in some yogurt that has some fat in it. You could find other ways to get fat in. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You could have a meal with some fat in it. You could have a drink with some fat in it, like some coffee with some butter in it. Do some yogurt and eat that with some resveratrol in it. Whatever. It's absorbed better. You're going to get more bang for your buck instead of it ending up in the toilet, in other words. Okay? Resveratrol raises activation of sirtuins. There's the nerdy fact. This mimics a low-calorie diet. That increases your lifespan. And the study that it was done in was overweight participants who ate a bad diet. So, it helped extend their lives. It also is good at starving off cancer cells. It raises your mitochondrial health in your cells. That are the power plants of your cell. The little engines, like the engine in the car. Okay, mitochondria is the engine in your cell. So you need to have them running properly and functioning highly to give you energy so your whole body can repair itself and give you energy to operate so you don't get lethargic, lazy, and just in general apathetic. Okay, resveratrol, there you go. Now you know about that one. Let's move to the next one. Fisetin and quercetin. I know. They sound similar, but one's with an F and one's with a Q. So, I'll tell you how to spell it anyways. Fisetin is F-I-S-E-T-I-N. Quercetin is Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Both of these have very similar effects. You can take both or one or the other. They're proven in studies to kill zombie cells. (laughs) Senescent cells. That's the nerdy term for zombie cells. These are cells that stop dividing and operating normally so they can have irregular growth. And you know what that leads to? Causing cancer. Also, fistinin and quercetin reduce fatty liver and inflammation in the body. In general, the studies have shown 500 milligrams a day, and that is what Mr. Sinclair recommends for fistinin and quercetin. 
I know it's short, but let's move on to the next one. Spermidine. Yes, this was found in sperm. That's how it got its name. Don't be grossed out because they don't go milking a lot of wieners to get spermidine. This is actually found in lots of plants, usually wheat germ. They can dissect this and pull out spermidine from um, wheat germ. So, don't worry, no cocks were hurt in the making of spermidine. This works on autophagy, and that is your cell turnover and duplication. You must have this, or again, like we talked about in NAD earlier, this is important or you die. If your cells cannot replicate, turn over, heal, then you're done. Like, every year, you basically have new skin on your body. The old skin's gone. You just don't notice it because you slough all, off a little skin cells and regenerate. Well, that's not just your skin. That's internally your organs, your vascular system. Your body is constantly discarding old cells and rebuilding new cells. It gets worse at it. As you get older, your DNA telomeres get shorter and the ability for your cells to remake or copy themselves gets harder and harder. So you start having breakdown and aging. So anyway, spermidine is going to increase this autophagy, your cell turnover duplication. So it's, it's going to happen better. It's going to upregulate it. It's proven that this is a life extension of drug that you can use in all mammalian cells. It works. It's, it's not a drug. I'm sorry, supplement. If I said drug, I don't know. I, whatever, I'm getting lost. It stimulates the autophagy, halts changes in your epigenome, and increases your memory and synaptic firing in your brain. Wow. Gee whiz, that's awesome. Take a thousand milligrams a day. So all these things I just mentioned, again, halting the process of aging, allowing you a better lifespan and health span. Wonderful. Look into spermidine. Don't you love the name? Having sperm in it, it's totally cool. Next, let's move to a drug. One of the most important drugs to mention, metformin. This has been around forever for fighting diabetes. Most diabetics out there, if you are one, you know what it is. You're probably taking it. It's an AMPK activator for the nerds out there that want to look this up. It's a drug that's been in use since the 1950s. Hundreds of millions of people have already been taking this drug. It's extremely safe. How does it work? It brings down glucose levels. That's why diabetics use it. But that's good for everybody, right? For most of the world, it's available over the counter like Tylenol. Although it's probably safer than Tylenol is. It lowers ATP and cells slightly making your cells more resilient because ATP is energy. So your body has to produce more ATP since its ATP is lower. This also makes your body feel like you're in a fasted state. Being fasted is good for life extension. It raises NAD, which we talked about at the beginning. Raising NAD is absolutely, it's essential to have NAD. So if you can raise it, your body functions better, you'll be healthier, you'll live longer. So it raises that as well. And that increases your energy. It lowers 
risk of all cancers. That's awesome. It increases muscle recruitment in older age individuals. Be a study. Okay, so it's off patent. It's very cheaply made. So conducting thorough studies to validate many scientific studies is hard. There's no money to motivate pharmaceutical companies or the government to pay for studies conclusively proving it extends life. But luckily, there's plenty of open-minded doctors that will now prescribe it based on the scientific validation that's out there. And of course, like I said, it's been around since the 50s. It's well known to be very safe, so it's not necessarily going to be prescribed off-label, not for diabetes, but for life extension. You ask your doctor to prescribe it. Well, he's not going to be worried about it giving you a heart attack or allergic reaction because the side effects are basically not valid. You don't have to worry about side effects with this drug. So it's nothing like, you know, the vaccines and stuff going around right now. (laughs) Okay. Where was that? Oh, doctors prescribing this. Now this could be a problem because that's the only way for you to get it. Of course, if you're in another country, lots of them, like I said, over the counter. But there's plenty of open-minded doctors who will prescribe this, okay? You just have to ask your doctor. Tell them you've been researching metformin and you're interested in it for its life extension properties and you would like to start taking it, okay? 500 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams a day. Talk to your doctor about this. Take it at night before bedtime. It simulates being fasted. Rock bottom glucose, just takes that blood glucose down, makes your body upregulate ATP, um, your ATB production, which is your energy production. So there's just so many good things about the medication that are proven that we do know, even without going into in-depth scientific validation, but there's, there's lots of people that are looking into independent funded studies now since no pharmaceutical company or the government will do it because they can't make any money off a generic drug that's been around since the 50s because it's dirt cheap to buy it. They can't sell it for $10 a pill. You know, it's $0.10 cents a pill or $0.25 cents a pill, whatever, depending on what pharmacy you go to. Look into it. Ask your doctor about it. If you're interested in this stuff, I take it. My doctor prescribes it to me. When I brought it up to him in the research that I did on it, he had no problem with it. Okay, next, if you don't want to do the drug, there is a supplement that simulates what metformin does. Literally, almost identical. Berberine. Check into berberine. It mimics the effects of metformin like so closely. You're good with this. If you don't want to do drug, a drug, or you just don't, you can't get your doctor to prescribe it, whatever your case is, you do have to take a high dose, 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of this supplement a day to mimic um, metformin. Studies have verified absolute similarity in effect to the drug, metformin. So it's an activator of AMPK for the nerds, and it lowers your blood glucose very similar to metformin. There's no side effects known except for maybe slight diarrhea or some stomach upset, which is not horrible and very rare, incredibly rare, I should say. 
metformin can possibly do the same thing. So you never know. If you take some of the higher doses of metformin or berberine, you might have diarrhea or a little bubble guts. What I noticed when I first started taking metformin was I actually had a little bit of stomach discomfort. And after a while, it went away. And one thing to um, mention here with metformin and berberine is they affect mTOR. mTOR is involved in upregulating muscle growth and muscle tissue. Um, so you, mTOR is something you want to have high if you're trying to grow muscle. So if you're a professional bodybuilder, athlete, something of that nature, there's a 5% decrease in mTOR activation from these drugs that's been shown in studies. That means only, I would say, if you're at an elite status bodybuilder or athlete that needs that little extra 5% muscle activation, operation, growth, stimulation, whatever you're looking for there, 5% is not a lot. But if you're in a professional sport and your paycheck depends upon it, you might put off these drugs, I'm sorry, not drugs, metformin drug or berberine supplement until... Maybe your career's over with, and then you can focus on life extension after you've made your millions of dollars. That's what you got to consider. What do you care about most? And you can still pulse the drug, which means you don't have to take it all the time. Take metformin on the days off from the gym. That would be okay. Then your mTOR will be able to upregulate on the days after you damage muscle tissue and allow you to upregulate and grow more muscle. That little 5% or whatever extra that you want. So if that's what you need, go for it. Do it. Otherwise, consider the life extension. Consider the health that it'll bring you. And another thing not often talked about a lot with both of these is I mentioned to you that it lowers your glucose. For diabetics, that's freaking great. But one thing we forget about, especially with exercise and aerobic or weight training, doesn't matter. If your glucose is low, then obviously your body doesn't have a lot of energy substrate in your blood flowing as glucose to pull from for energy during weight training or or the aerobic activity. So that means it's got to pull it from somewhere more likely to pull from fat. You may be able to lose some serious weight while taking these supplements or drugs. Another great benefit. It's another thing that's difficult without it. Because most people are eating shitty food and their glucose is extremely high because of the carbs, sugars, sodas, milk, blah, blah, on and on. So this is going to lower that. And especially if you're eating good and you're taking this, should really help you get your weight under control, get you leaner. Another huge benefit. This is more super physiological, egotistical, narcissistic. I want to look good. Well, it's not just about that. It's about your health. If you have lower body fat, then obviously you're going to live longer. You're going to be healthier. The end. So that's it. That's what I got from David Sinclair. That is the actual protocol the doctor himself uses. Is all the supplements and drugs that I mentioned. Use them yourself. Extend your own life and your health 
by taking on his protocol. Pick a couple. You don't have to do exactly what David Sinclair does. Maybe some are easier for you to get your hands on. Maybe you just don't want to take all this stuff. But anything helps. Any one of these is going to be good to jump on and do something with because they all are so effective at helping your body, at decreasing aging. So look into it. I highly encourage you. I'm a fan. I'm using some of these things, not all of them, but I just highly recommend it. I've seen the benefits of using these things. So that's all I got for you today. I hope that helps. Now you know how to extend your life and health with drugs and supplements using the David Sinclair protocol. So thanks for joining for this episode. Rate and review if you can on whatever podcast site you're on. And look for the support link. You can support this podcast for a dollar up to $10 if you would like to. If the information is valuable to you, if it's helping you in any way, and you just can't stand to listen to these episodes without contributing, then please click on that link and you can help support. And I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you all out there in podcast land for tuning in. I love you very much. And I will catch you on the next episode of Keeping It Real. Take care until then, and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Keeping It Real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all this at your own risk. Keep it